You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. We are live here at FinCon 2021, and I have Sam Zelenka with me. He is part of Government Worker Phi. Um, so he's been a federal employee since he was 18. So he's, what, 20 years in the game? 20 years. <laughs> and he helps federal employees understand their benefits and plan for their early retirement. So just as a disclaimer, because, you know, we got to get these things out the way. Yeah, so I'm speaking <laughs> in my personal capacity as a blogger today. Um, I'm not um, speaking in any government capacity. And if you, what I'm talking about isn't human resources advice. If you have a question, you should definitely talk to your HR rep for the government. So this is just me talking from my personal experiences as a government employee. Exactly. And so thank you for that because government benefits from my experience, which I've never been an employee, but I've tried to help people. It's so convoluted. And so I, first we can just talk about um, what kind of federal benefits are there for government employees? Because there might be somebody listening that's like, hmm, I might want a government job. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's a great question, and there's like so many different things we can talk about. Mm -hmm. But I think just to kind of give you an order of like how big they are, mm -hmm. so I, I did the math, and so my salary, my total compensation with the government benefits is about like 34% higher than wow. my total salary. And so wow. if you're in the private sector and thinking about applying for a government job, you're like, oh, it doesn't pay anything you need to kind of like figure out like all these other ways you're being paid that aren't in money. Yes, and let me just stop you right there because that is so important. That's what I tell people when it comes, because my background is in HR, and I'm like, you have to look at your total benefits package to come up with how much value you're really getting for the job. And so a lot of people stop at salary and they're just like, eh, not enough, you know, whatever. But you have to look at the total package. So what I recommend people in the private sector, which I think is the same with the, the government sector too, is when you get um, an offer for a position, ask for their statement of benefits. Ask for their benefits at a glance document. Um, so right. that way you can make an informed decision on if you should take that position or not. Don't just base it on the salary, because then you're leaving a ton of benefits on the table. And coming from now an entrepreneur, <laughs> where you don't have any benefits, is definitely underrated. <laughs> yeah, and another thing that I like to tell people is that that 34% is not taxed. Yes. Right. Because it's not it's not like cash that's getting taxed. It's like part of a pension or part of, you know, a tax deferred retirement contribution or it's, you know, health benefits or these things. So it's like it's a really good thing to have. And it's one of the great parts of working for the government. And I'm so passionate about it because I feel like a lot of government employees don't understand what they're getting and they're not maximizing it. And people don't want to apply for government jobs because they don't think they pay well. And so. Like, this is something I'm really fired up about, and I love, um, thank you for the opportunity to talk with you today about it. Absolutely, absolutely. And like I was telling him before we hit record, I'm like, HR and benefits is something that I'm passionate about. So this was going to be a lively conversation because there's so much to talk about. But everything that you said just now is what I tell people in private sector too. It's the same concept. It's just different plans, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I think if you're, 
I think it's just knowing what the plan is, and that's something I can talk about um, like at length. Yes, so um, let's talk about the retirement benefits, right? So my grandpa, just a little backstory, um, he retired from the post office, so he was at the post office for probably I don't know, he said since he was 18, I guess 30, 40 years, and he finally retired, and now he doesn't really have to work, he wants to work, um, but he really doesn't have to because he has his pension, um, which for our audience, what is a pension? A pension, um, I mean, I think the technical term, they call it an annuity, but um, they call it the FERS annuity. So FERS is an acronym, everything in the government's acronyms, right? So FERS <laughs> is F-E-R-S, Federal mm -hmm. Employee Retirement System. Okay. And that's gotcha. what almost all federal employees are now. Your grandpa was probably in an older system called SERS, mm -hmm. which is Civil Service Retirement System. Gotcha. But your listeners today are almost certainly, unless they're like in their 70s, probably in the FERS. Okay. Um, and so they call it the FERS annuity. And that's like maybe the biggest government benefit, um, biggest benefit of working for a federal government. And they calculate it as 1% times years of service. And then it's almost your final salary. They do an average of your highest three years of salary. Nice. So it's kind of close to your final salary. Right. And so if you work for 30 years, you get about 30% of what you were making when you retire. Nice. That is awesome. And I will tell you all from the private sector point of view, pensions are very hard to find. Um, um, any type of pension program, they're all dying pretty much. Um, so I, I would say, and don't quote me on this, but the government is probably one of the last ways you can probably get a pension now. Yeah. And another thing too is people might have a pension from the private sector, but is it going to be there um, when they actually need to draw on it. Mm. Um, I know that there's been a lot of pensions that have kind of gone away in the past, I don't know, 15 years or so, mm -hmm. um, where people were depending on that and then it, something changed kind of at the last minute or it wasn't fully funded. Right. And so right. the nice thing about the federal government is they print money. <laughs> and so, like, you never know what the future holds, right? But I feel like pretty good about pretty that right yeah. and i mean we I pay mean, taxes every day so <laughs> right federal employees still need to pay taxes like somebody asked me about that once is that a benefit right? like why do federal employees pay taxes i don't know because you're working um <laughs> because it's income and you know. yeah but they yeah that taxes then goes back and pays you gotcha gotcha well that's so, yeah. awesome though so we can actually consider that kind of a benefit right so you're paying taxes but you're being paid by the government and so it's kind of like are you really paying taxes no i'm just kidding yeah it's like my taxes come back to me very indirectly right. and <laughs> who knows but yeah yeah I'm i can feel silly. good about my taxes or at least a part of my taxes because right. that's paying my salary right 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 so what else does the government offer like I know there's probably a ton of discounts places maybe no um like I don't <laughs> like I think there's some discounts um but I could talk about a lot of other stuff <laughs> <laughs> so so that was the pension we talked about yes, yes, yes. and that's not the only retirement benefit they offer uh -oh. they, there's also what's called the TSP okay, so, I've heard acronym mm -hmm. <laughs> thrift savings plan mm -hmm. and it functions a lot like a 401k um, but it's only open to federal and military, federal, civilian, and military employees. Nice. 
and they set that up a long time ago and they really set it up to help federal employees and military members so you can only choose between five different investment options they're all low fee index funds that track broad things Mm -hmm. you can't make a bad decision (laughs) i mean they limit what kind of bad decisions you can make right and they match up to five percent of your salary so if you put in five they'll match five wait a minute y'all so is it um (laughs) is it a hundred percent or five percent yeah so for your first five percent they match five percent what? Because usually in private sector, okay, so, you know, that's my expertise. Yeah, let's talk. And so usually private sector, you'll be doing great if you can get, um, like, let's say 50% up to 3% or 50% up to 6%, um, or a lot of times they'll ladder it, and so they'll do, like, uh, 100% up to 2% and then 50% up to 6% or something like that. But for you to get 100% up to 5%, that is unheard of in private sector, to be real. <laughs> yeah. So I know I know we have a good deal. <laughs> and I just want to, like, help people know it's out there yes. if that's something you're interested in. Yes. And then also help the people in the federal government who aren't contributing the 5%. Yes. Like, that's free money. Yes. Yes, and and that's what I tell people in private sector. Like, make sure you put in up to the match because if not, then you're leaving money on the table. And why why (laughs) like there's really no reason um so get the free money if you can't do anything else and also another thing that i tell people um which they can implement in federal government too is to make sure that as soon as you get eligible so as soon as you can go ahead and put that money to the side because then you won't miss it (laughs) yeah i mean that's what i always do too um i was on a federal employee message board and somebody like just started and they're trying to figure out what they could opt out of. And now the federal government does this cool thing where you join and they like automatically opt you into 5%. Mm, So like you don't even have to think about it. Awesome. Like that's the default and Mm -hmm. somebody's trying to opt out and I'm like. Why? And they're like, well, they said they needed the money. And I'm like, well, 60 60 year old you is going to need the money too. Um, And that's like not only like you might be putting in whatever per pay period but that's getting doubled right right. um so i mean ultimately it's their choice but i was like oh please yeah please please don't don't, please don't (laughs) opt out now yes because you also have to think about it um i tell people to pay yourself but also pay your future self so when i say pay yourself that means putting in some savings some so external savings that you know emergency funds something that you can get a hold of if an emergency happened but also pay your future self because your future self will thank you um just think about it right so after you retire you you don't have an income coming in anymore but guess what you still have expenses so (laughs) so how does that work right um so that's how you pay your future self you get into retirement plans and even if somebody's listening and they are an entrepreneur, there's still retirement plans that you can open up. So please, y'all, if you don't take anything else from this conversation, please get into a retirement plan and put in up to the match if you're employed. Yeah, because your future self will be really glad that you did that. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I can tell you from my experience working at firms and things like that, that a lot of times it's the investments that takes people through, you know, until they die. And right. so, um, because nobody wants to work forever. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Even as an entrepreneur, I don't want to do this forever. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I want it to be more of a hobby, but 
if I so choose, right? I don't want to have it to where I have to do it and I have to make money. I want to make sure that I'm set up so if I decide, you know what, guys, I think I'm going to be on a beach for the rest of my life and I don't have to worry about anything, I want to be able to make that happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you with all that. <laughs> yeah. That's... And yeah, I hope your listeners like embrace <laughs> that. And um, and so let me just go back a minute, though. Yeah. Um, so the government worker five. First of all, tell people what five means. Yeah. So that stands for financial independence. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, part of the fire movement, financial independence, retire early. Mm-hmm. And I like I'm kind of in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I ha- I still have a government job and mm-hmm. I'm happily doing that but you know I have plans like I I want to be able to if things get really bad and I just really hate what I'm doing I want to be able to know I can leave right and just have that freedom mm-hmm. I mean I'm not I don't want to like quit as soon as possible so I can like never do anything again like I'm, I love being creative I love doing stuff right. but like it's about freedom for, real. for me yeah. and mm-hmm. so I'm interested in the fire movement i started reading you know everybody's out there writing fire content listening to podcasts all that stuff and then i was like well none of this really applies to federal employees because there's this pension there's like another benefit we didn't talk about that you're gonna freak out about is okay um, wait wait wait. let's go to that okay (laughs) so let's take a like take a moment here right (laughs) so uh federal employees health insurance if you make it to the minimum retirement age, mm-hmm. you can keep your health insurance in retirement and only pay the employee portion. Oh. So that's like, I don't know, I ran the numbers. What? That's like a half million dollar lifetime benefit. What? So, okay, so the employee portion, how much does that equate to approximately? About 25%. Okay, so twenty five percent of whatever the the, the whole insurer charges the government, right? Gotcha. So you have options of which company you want to okay. choose. Oh, and well, that's cool. So you get options on what health plan you even enroll in. Yeah, so there's that's a huge, huge business. So like a lot of companies want to get sell their insurance to federal employees because that's the biggest employer in the United States, right? right? Federal government, mm-hmm. and so. And depending on where in the country you live, like you might have different options. Some are nationwide, some are local. Like we could spend like long time talking about like federal employee health insurance navigating that system. But I, the like key thing I want to say is like when you retire, you can take it with you if you make it to retirement. Y'all, I think I need a government job. I think I need a government job because I'm over here like you don't understand guys when you retire like your biggest expense in retirement is health care it's health care um it's not you living your best life it's going to be health care because as we age we're going to need more you know care you know body starts going downhill you know even if you uh, i always believe a body in motion stays in motion but even if you're in motion you can't beat age all the time and so yeah, yeah so it's just an, an inevitable thing so to have that as a benefit and not only that you have a choice of plans like in the private sector you get whatever the company has right yeah. so even if you don't even if that plan does not fit 
where you are in your life, um, you still have to get it because that's what's available. Um, so that's an awesome benefit in of itself. <laughs> and I don't yeah. even know if you realize that. No, I do. Like my wife has a <laughs> private sector job okay. and or had one. And yeah. And yeah. So we've been through all that. And yeah. So I'm very thankful for what I have. Yes. And I'm just trying to help other people understand yes. that um, so they can um, live their best lives with what they're given and really appreciate that. Awesome. Well, I think that's a perfect way to end the segment, actually, <laughs> uh, because I don't know about you all, but I think I'm going to go to the website. What is it? USA? USAjobs.gov. Yeah, USAjobs.gov and see what's out there because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this might take me back in, you know, back in the, the, the field. But um, thank you so much, Sam, for coming on and talking about government benefits with me. And if anybody wanted to find you or to learn more about government benefits, you know, and that sort of thing. Where can they find you? Yeah, so I'm on the web at uh, governmentworkerfi.com and uh, I'm on Twitter quite a bit and my handle there is at uh, govworkerfi. So it's a little bit shorter on Twitter. Awesome, awesome. And I will have all of that in the show notes. So if you didn't get all of that, just click on the show notes and it'll be there. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to meet here at FinCon 2021. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you so much, <laughs> Tiffany. This was, this was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient. <laughs>